At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The numbers told the story, they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game. Good Wednesday morning to you, Gil Alexander. VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, the YouTube TV. Jeff Parlay, producer number eight, is here as well. He'd like you to know he's producer number five. He'd also like you to know he's the Grover Cleveland of producers. Okay, maybe not. How you doing, Jeff? Are you good? Hey, it's Wednesday, which means we're one day closer to football, which it, is good, Gil. We were talking about that on primetime action last night. We're like, all right, so Mondays and Thursday are football. What do we do in between again? Uh, Josh Towers and Jason Weingarten on the show to talk baseball with us. Jason Weingarten, as Will Hill called it, gambling, sport, what do you call it? Sports betting porn when Jason is on the show. Can't wait to talk awards with him. Um, NL MVP. In particular, we'll do that later. Michael Lombardi will join us. Oh, my goodness, I buried the headline. Hour number two, sports betting porn with Jason Weingarten and Michael Lombardi. Does it get better than that? I don't think it does. Josh Towers, as I mentioned, and uh, Jeff and I will uh, go over a prop. Last undefeated team in the National Football League, the seven remaining undefeateds. We'll talk through that, and we'll do uh, some baseball uh, remaining strength of schedule, who's cashed their season win totals. We'll do it all. But first, let's talk college football. He is kind enough to join us at the beginning of every Wednesday show. For, uh, you can find him on uh, Twitter at Kegs and Eggs. Writes for Bleacher Report. Writes for VEASAN.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the great Adam Kramer. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. By the way, sports betting porn is hard to beat. I think this is like sports betting bush light. Like, you don't know you need this <laughs> right. commentary. You yes. just... But here it is. Someone's handing you a can, and okay, I'll I'll drink it. I guess bush light, uh, Adam. That's a 
self-deprecating. I think we should go a little higher right. than that, but I understand the sentiment. Fine, natty light, if that's your thing. But that's no, right. it's it's good to, it's good to talk to you. Thematically, it works with college football. That's right. And you you are from the heartland, and so yes. I just wanted to, you know, on the heels of that unbelievable scene at State College on Saturday where Penn State gets by Auburn, uh, and Sean Clifford awkwardly tried to get his teammates to do laps with him around the stadium, and I'm just a little, cr- a little cringy moment that was. But it was just a phenomenal scene. And so we were throwing this around uh, earlier this week, I think yesterday, about how do you play the Big Ten now? Iowa and Penn State will play each other. They play at Iowa, your alma mater. Uh, Penn State plays at Ohio State, the horseshoe later. That's the game that really will matter for Penn State. Here are the current Big Ten conference futures. Ohio State is minus 165. Okay. Penn State plus 550. Iowa still at 6-1. to one. And then Michigan and everybody else, including Wisconsin, all in double digits. Is there a play here on Penn State or Iowa or anybody else? I would probably pay, play Iowa right now, but I've got serious concerns still about that offense. You and I have talked about it. Tyler Goodson, the running back, is great. If you even watch, I mean, Kent State last week, it's going to be a bit of a hangover. It was a really gross football game, but still the passing game I think is going to be a problem, and it may be a problem against Penn State. Maybe the, the issue that I potentially have with Penn State, I don't know how good Auburn is. I know that was a wonderful football mm-hmm. game, yeah. and I'm enamored with that scene. I still don't know what that means, right? You, they should beat Auburn, who I think is okay. Maybe a fringe top 25 team, at least right now. It could be better than that. They should beat them at home. They should dominate them at home. That wasn't necessarily a dominating performance. The, the team I'll bring up and I'm guilty of this. I did this last year. I wrote about it on Visa. I remember Michigan might have their quarterback. And then like the week later, he stunk in, in, in Tennessee fans know who I'm talking about now, but Michigan certainly is an interesting team and we haven't seen enough. If I'm going to criticize like some of the others for not, you know, Auburn's beating up Auburn's the world. I don't think beating Washington convincingly at home where they just ran the ball repeatedly for three hours says much. <laughs> yeah. Team, team looks pretty good though. Defense looks really good. If they can get anything out of the passing game, and I like the quarterbacks, I think Michigan at nine to one range is certainly one to look what look at because we're going to wait for Ohio State to figure this thing out. So what we're going to do for some of these teams, not just Ohio State, Clemson, and others, and and frankly, we might just wait all season. These these teams feel broken's a little too harsh, but it feels like the parts just aren't aligning. And we're a month in. We'll wonder. We'll have to see when it comes together. I think there is value in the Big Ten for sure, though. I think that's a great theme, though, for college football right at this very moment in time, which is we don't know a lot about maybe anyone, including at the very top of college football. You know, it was very common for us. I think you and I had this conversation. We're like, okay, what do we learn from week one? It's Alabama and it's everybody else. Uh, Are we convinced that it's Alabama and everybody else? Or are they kind of like back to the pack? I'm not saying they're not the best team in college football, but that performance against Florida sort of, you know, let us know that they could be mortal, I guess. Yeah, we grade them on a different scale. Yeah, right? it's we are we are overly critical to Alabama and pretty much any other team. If Georgia goes to Florida and beats them that way, you say, "Hey, that's a great win for Georgia." Alabama doesn't. I'm like, "Oh boy, Nick Saban, what is wrong?" Right. So, but I, I think again, take the Week One blood against Miami. Miami stinks. Yeah. Okay, Miami stinks. So it still was impressive and Bryce young is really good and they've got some really good players on the defense and they got some good skill. This is Alabama, but they're mortal. I'd say right now to me, 
the team and and I don't know what that Georgia week win over Clemson looks like now too, right? Because right. Clemson might not be that good. But Georgia's a really interesting team. Alabama's an interesting team. I, this may be one of those seasons where you don't have a dominant football team. Oklahoma has not looked great. Like go down the top ten. When you've got Iowa and Oregon that have really like thrown themselves up into consideration, those teams are they have flaws. Okay, they do. That's the kind of season that we might be in for. And by the way, as just someone who's a pure, you know, who loves chaos, yes. give me that type of football season. Give me the type of season where we don't know anything up until about week 13. And we still know nothing and we're delivered a mess because we have not had that season in the playoff area. And I'd love to see something like that happen. I'm with you. I would love for that to be the case this year. And so let's go back to now. Let's go to this week. And you wrote yep. about this and so much more at VEASAN.com, again, in uh, Adam's weekly piece, this one called The Better's Guide to Week 4. I also have trouble keeping the college football week numbers together because of the zero. Um, me but, too. Okay, so Penn's, uh, excuse me, uh, Wisconsin playing Notre Dame this weekend. And on the surface, going back to the Penn State-Auburn game, now the Wisconsin loss to Penn State doesn't look that bad, although based on what you said in the first segment, we really don't know how good Penn State is by beating Auburn. Where do you fall on Wisconsin-Notre Dame with, with the Irish having difficulty week after week and squeaking by with victories? And, and not only that, but Wisconsin had a bye week already, which is unusual, and their other game was just a cupcake game. So Notre Dame is one of these teams that is playing with fire. But Notre Dame has a couple of really great football players on both sides of the ball. They've got an all-world tight end. They've got an all-world safety. The problem with that is those are not necessarily players that can – change games now for Notre Dame that kind of have I, I, I kind of lean Wisconsin in this game um, even if we are still trying to figure out who Wisconsin is what they do just because I think we've seen enough of Notre Dame it's quarterback situation it's offense they're going to be reliant on the big play and of all the wins that have aged well or aged poorly I cannot escape the Florida State game like I cannot escape the optics of that mm-hmm. and it feels like one of those games that uh, what was it, Texas and Notre Dame years ago? It's like, Texas is back. No, no, Texas still stinks too. Like, this <laughs> this is just one of those games and one of those years where the Irish are just going to kind of play with fire until they get burnt. They could certainly win this game. I think Wisconsin's just a better overall team right now. Six and a half is the number. Would you lay the six and a half? Would you, would you take the six I, and a half? I don't love this game, to be quite honest. I, I'd probably, if I were to play it, I, and I think I'd miss some of the value on it, frankly, I'd probably, I'd probably lay it. I don't feel good about betting Notre Dame in this spot. Um, but Notre Dame, we've seen them do this before, by the way, where they just, it's a, like a, a season long high wire act. And they keep doing this up until like they're a threat to make the college football playoff. So as someone who's bet against Notre Dame in this spot quite a bit, it's, it doesn't necessarily feel good. It's probably a stay away for me. If I'm going to do anything, I'm probably going to take Wisconsin. I'll lay the points. Um, last week I asked, okay, Florida, it's one thing to cover the spread against Bama, but can they win that outright? Almost did worst two point conversion attempt in the history of two point conversions, oh. by the way. Uh, I'll ask the same of Clemson, North Carolina state, since you brought up the tigers, uh, it's a 10 and a, it's 10 points. Now, uh, state, uh, the Wolfpack, a 10 point home dog, Forget the spread for a second. Can they win this outright? I think Clemson's shook. I, I think if you're North Carolina State, and I don't want to go all coach speak on you. I'm watching Friday Night Lights again, so maybe I'm getting my uh, yes. Coach Taylor on here. But yeah. uh, I, I think if you're NC State, you look at last week and say, like, we can do this. And with teams like that, like, that's often a big, big part of that, right? So 
you know, NC State, that, that game against Mississippi State a few weeks ago was pretty ugly. It's a weird place to play. It just kind of got away from them. I, I look at Clemson, and again, I don't often, getting back into the coach speak world, right, you don't often care what coaches have to say. You listen to Dabo, and he talks about, you know, the coaches haven't forgotten how to coach. I think that was his quote, almost verbatim. That's a very interesting quote. To me, that tells me, you know, our players aren't that good. Like, and, and I'm a little surprised, and maybe we were reckless in assuming that DJ would come in and be Trevor Lawrence, and they would replace Travis Etienne, who was so good for them, with a series of running backs, one of which is a five-star. And so defensively, they're obviously still playing quite well, but offensively, they're a mess. I don't think they're going to figure it out in a game. I think absolutely, if you're looking some, for some value here, like, it just doesn't feel like a game where Clemson all of a sudden is going to remember how to play offense again. We've seen enough yeah. where they're really struggling to score points against Power 5 competition. And I think absolutely NC State is is live and potentially dangerous here because parts are just not working with Clemson for whatever reason. We only have 45 seconds here, Adam, and you have a, a bunch of comments on a bunch of games on on the piece that you did at VEASAN.com. But give me your one favorite bet here in our final 30 seconds of the week. I really like the over in USC, Oregon State. I've watched a lot of Oregon State over the last two years. I think that's a team that's quietly built up itself quite well. Uh, still disappointed about the Purdue loss, but I, I like the way that team has played. And look, USC, it's been a weird couple of weeks. Now you've got a quarterback controversy with Jackson Dart. What a name for a quarterback, yeah. by the way. I don't really care if it's Slovis or Dart. I <laughs> liked what I saw from him. I think that's points bonanza. Late night game, going to take about four hours. I will be nestled up to that one can't wait adam kramer uh, over 62 and a half by the way the number of the usc oregon state game he's ODing on lila garrity the bush light of this here oh, program so of numbers game adam kramer thank you adam appreciate it as always man all right guys take care coming back jeff and i talking a little football talking a little baseball it's a numbers game settle in right here at visa at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Just download the app, the BetMGM app. It'll take you a few seconds, and then stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. That's simple. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology, and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeff, when do you and uh, Wes Reynolds, when does your stealth alliance get together and uh, and and attack your your circumillions entry? By the way, you guys are we're through seven two and weeks. Three. Seven and three. Yeah, we're off to a good start. We had a four and one last week, which nice. was pretty miraculous. Who'd you lose on? Well, Miami. Oh, so did I. Yeah. Who'd you win on? We won on Indianapolis. Yeah. We won on San Francisco. Oh, man. Uh, we won on Chicago, which uh, was. <laughs> yeah. The that sweat was the that most didn't un- need to be a sweat. That was the most unnecessary sweat of the entire uh, of the entire weekend. And, uh, uh, of course, Gil, uh, because uh, my brain uh, is, as always, uh, just keeping track of so many games. I, oh, Carolina. Carolina, which was the easiest win of the whole weekend. We had three and a half. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Good week for us. As, uh, as we always conclude on this show, though, Gil, winning in these contests, it's half luck and half. Yeah. More than half <laughs> luck at this point. Uh, and uh, it's very difficult. Looking at this week, we talked about it yesterday. Great yeah. teaser week. Great teaser. Great week. teaser week. Horrendous traditional betting week. Uh, yeah, which worries me because I like like three or four of these already. Uh, we get tweets. Nate King at uh, N King Iowa. Every Iowan was so proud of Adam for the Bush Light and Natty Light reference. My buddy Jason doesn't buy it in cases; he buys it in pallets. 
No joke. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. 3 Jack H 3131. 175, one, uh, 175 to 1 caches on the Lila Garrity reference. Thanks for the reminder to look up Minka Kelly. You got it, man. Friday Night Lights was phenomenal to binge watch the TV show. You never saw the TV show. You just saw the movie? Correct. Oh, the TV show is just spectacular. The added to my 20 show list that I'm trying to work yeah. my way through right now. Yeah, that's one of the great. That was the golden age of television, like when Lost was on and The Wire and Friday Night Lights. Oh, Breaking Bad, golden age. Uh, okay, let's talk some baseball season win totals that have cashed already. Um, there are still, there are, there are 17 that have cashed. There are 13 that haven't, but two of them are on the cusp. So really, it's 11 that are, that are in doubt. Here are the American League season win totals, and it appears to me just on a glance, Jeffrey, that we uh, we didn't call one of these on the screen that uh, is already called, and that one is the Yankees. No, no, no. Yankees are still like, there's some people that they just have enough games. If the Yankees won 11-0, and I think they would still hit their over. But it is the... Um, I'll figure out who's not who's not called over here. The the Angels are the one. No, the Angels could still push. It's the No, I think you might be right. Maybe it is maybe it is 8. Anyway, here are the ones that we have. Uh this could be right. Uh the Rays have over uh, have clinched the over, the Red Sox have as well. The Orioles way under. Tigers over clinched. Twins under. Twins one of the un- most underperforming teams. If it weren't for the Diamondbacks, the Twins would be like, hey, look at us. Look how bad we are this year based on expectations. Astros overclinched. Mariners overclinched. But everybody else uh, still in doubt. The, the Angels, Rangers, and Yankees um, are the ones that have that are, that are truly on the cusp of, of it happening. So those are the three that are, that are teetering at this point. Now, as far as the National League is concerned, even fewer teams have yet to clinch. Or, and so we already have unders on the Braves, the Mets, the Nationals, the Cubs, the Padres, and Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks, 26 and a half games below their season win total with less than two weeks to play. The Giants, the team that exceeded their season win total by the most, 22 and a half over their season win total of 75 and a half with, of course, 11 games to play. How about that Giants win last night? Six to five went over the Padres. Magic. Not just three bloop hits from Brandon Belt, Buster Posey, and Lamont Wade Jr., but three bloop hits that probably went over Padres' gloves by less than a centimeter each. Magic. Giants maintain their one-game lead over the Dodgers, who are at Coors. Got a win at Coors last night. So still up in the air, Phillies, Marlins, Cardinals, who, who are making an unbelievable run to try to get to their over. They look like they were dead in the water. Reds still in doubt. Reds seem like they're always going down to the last week of the year. Pirates, that's a sweat for Pirates overs better. You need two more wins. And then the aforementioned uh, Dodgers, who still can get to their season win total, whether it was 103, 104, whatever it was. By the way, the season win total on the left is sort of the aggregate consensus season win total. So there's all that. Now let's talk about the playoff picture. Remaining strength of schedule, Jeffrey. And we've been beating this drum here on a numbers game for a couple months now. And we said, if you're thinking about a yes bet on the Padres, forget about it. Their schedule's too difficult. It's all stacked in the Reds and the Phillies' favor, but the Reds and the Phillies didn't cooperate. Here's the American League picture. 
with 10 or 11 games remaining for all the contending teams. And right now, we had three wins for all the teams at the top of the wild card race. Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Yankees in that order for the one, two, and three. Yankees remain a half game behind the Blue Jays for the final playoff spot. But the Blue Jays' schedule, that's combined opponent win percentage, much more favorable than that of the Yankees down the stretch. Oakland lost to the Mariners last night. So both the Mariners and Oakland, 82 and 69, three games behind the Blue Jays for that second and final wildcard position. So you'll see the road is much tougher for the A's and the Yankees than it is for the other three teams. National League, this has always been the case. The Padres have always had the toughest schedule. Just too many games left against the Giants is essentially what that came down to. And the Braves and the Cardinals and the Dodgers. So it's just, it, it, it was Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill is what we said here on the show. And, and that's what it has been. And the Padres, the Padres be lucky to finish 500 at this point. Forget the playoffs. And I said on primetime action last night, we'll talk to Jason Weingarten about this later. On primetime last night with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin, I said that clubhouse thing with Machado and Tatis Jr. And the report that Tatis Jr. has been pouting now for, for long enough that it's been building up the resentment with his teammates He's not winning MVP, and that's the final nail in the coffin. Cardinals, who have been surging, you know, their their remaining strength of schedule, and they this is not even a this is not even a wild card race anymore. Like the Cardinals just cruising in. Cardinals have a three and a half games, pardon me, four game lead over the Reds for the for second wild card position. That's a, it's about as over as it's, as it's going to get at this point. I mean, it would take a major collapse from the Cardinals, who still have seven games left against the Cubs. As far as the Dodgers and Giants, Giants now with one Padres game behind them have a bit of an easier schedule than the Dodgers do. These next two days are the last sort of real advantage, it's not the last advantage, but the Dodgers really would like to get that game back that they trailed the Giants here in the next two days because they're at Coors and the Giants are at San Diego. But if the Giants clear these two games and they're still with a lead over the Dodgers, then that remaining schedule really comes into play because the Giants will have the easier of it with the final nine games. And then as far as the Reds and the Phillies are concerned, what can you say about these two teams? While the Padres' remaining strength of schedule thing, I'm glad we went through the process because hopefully we took people off betting yes on the Padres to make the playoffs because we we just beat this drum. But the Reds and the Phillies had the easiest, <laughs> had the easiest path for two months. And neither of them want to make the playoffs. Reds, as I mentioned, four behind the Cardinals now for that number two wild card. Having trouble with the Pirates. And the Phillies, who did get by the Orioles last night, but are having all kinds of trouble with Baltimore. They're closer to the NL East lead than they are to the wild card. Forget the wild card for them. They're looking up at the Braves. They didn't gain any ground on the Braves last night. They're three behind the Braves. They do have three games remaining against the Braves. But, can the Phillies stay within contact of that in the meantime? I don't know that they can. All these teams, the Phillies, the Reds, the Padres, they're all hovering around 500 anyway. Padres are 76 and 74. Who's going to be the final team in baseball? Like, Who's going to be the last team to get their season win total determined? There's a lot of candidates. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Reds. It's always the Reds. It's probably Cincinnati. Yeah. I just want for the sheer chaos because it's just such a low number just for the comedic value of it. 
I would love it if the Pirates basically lost like their next six. Oh, I and then I, have to win a series the last too. weekend of the year. That's the club I talked about last night because I know somebody who has the over on them, and he texts me every time they win a game. Three more, two more. I was like, you got two more. It's going to come right down to the wire. But the Pirates, you know, the thinking being they have games against the Cubs. They should be able to make hay on those games. But the, the they're getting, you know, they're having less trouble with the Reds than you might imagine. Well, I was going to say, more, more more importantly for the Pirates, they have three games against the Phillies who can't beat anyone more than once. It's amazing. It's amazing. Look at those look at Reds and Phillies, 428 and 426 opponents combined winning percentage. Neither of them want to make the playoffs. Phillies have a better shot than the Reds do at this point. We'll come back. Josh Towers on baseball. And then Jeff and I tackle this last undefeated team prop in the NFL. It's a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN's point spread weekly is out now, and in this edition, we break down the NFL through two weeks of action. Jonathan Von Tobel tells us why the defense is an Achilles heel for two title worthy teams. Please don't say Achilles heel. Josh Applebaum has five games, the wise guys already liked for week three. And Danny Burke breaks down why home field advantage might not be as important as we think. Danny Burke, everybody host of Rush Hour. These stories and more are in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly. Download it today or go to vcin.com slash subscribe for more information. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Uh, one cleanup on the uh, season win totals that have already cashed. Uh, Texas under, Texas Rangers under, that has already uh, been official. They'll all get graded, of course, at the end of the 162-game schedule. So 13 left, 13 teams left out of 30 in Major League Baseball. We get tweets at beating the book. Just read a couple here, Jeffrey. Uh, Steve Gronwald, I just watched your segment with Adam Kramer. What are your thoughts on Michigan State at 40-1 to 1 to win the Big Ten? Two road wins already over Northwestern and Miami. They could be 7-0 and 0 heading into their October 30th game versus Michigan. No, thank you. Jeff Parlay, everybody. I just stared at him. So we no, thank answer. you. I, I just, <laughs> there's too many good teams in that Big Ten East. Yeah. Just, they're, they're the fourth one. Logic 3227. For the love of God, please let Juan Soto win MVP and I'll never ask for anything ever again. Me too. Me, me too, uh, Logic 3227. We'll talk to Jason Weingarten about that a little later on. Uh, awards are funky, though. Awards are not like uh, regular bets uh, in normal betting markets because with awards, we're relying on humans and we have much less of a sense of humans who vote than we even do humans who play. Let's talk to Josh Towers, former major leaguer, played with the Blue Jays, the Yankees, and the Orioles, and of course, a VEASAN Bet Center host, and just an all-around good guy who loves hanging around the South Point. It's Josh Towers, everybody. How you doing, Josh? Good morning, Gil. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How great, and this is the thing, talk about this, is no matter how great baseball is, people just want to talk football, but baseball down the stretch, man, has been spectacular. Giants and Dodgers, do you think the Giants can get home? Obviously, the, the loser of this division, second best record in baseball, and we'll have the booby prize of a one-game playoff, looks like, against Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. Oh, man, isn't that crazy, too, like to have the second best record in baseball and you got to you gotta play a one-game get-in playoff? Uh, brutal. Again, like, it's brutal, man. And I don't even know if I think they should change it or if I'm good with it because it's kind of neat. I really, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, you want to earn your division. So, um uh, listen, like we talked about, the Giants have to win the division. Uh, the Dodgers are set up for the one game. Um, the Giants are not. They're a good team, and they can beat anybody. We know that. But uh, they they got to win this division, and that's what's exciting down the stretch. I was just looking at um, the Philly schedule. I think there's three back. They're looking at the Philly schedule, 
it's 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 pretty nice. And then they have Atlanta for three. And right. Atlanta, uh, whoever the the Padres, and then they got the Phillies for three. So. I think it's going to be like a couple of years ago, man, where we had that greatest finish in baseball history. I think we're stacking up to have something pretty neat. The Phillies thing is just, it's like, uh, what we were just saying last time, the Reds and Phillies have had the easiest schedule down the, down the second half of the season for two months now, and neither of them want to make the playoffs. They're just both so unreliable. About Let me go back to something you just mentioned, because you mentioned the Braves, obviously, where the Phillies are looking up at in the NL East. The two teams, one in each league, that I rarely talk about, Right, because I talk about all these teams in baseball that are contending, except for yeah. the Red Sox in the American League, who right now inhabit the number one wild card position, and the Braves, who just you know cruising along, moseying along at you know seventy nine and seventy three games up on the Phillies in the uh, in the NL East. Why is it that you that I don't talk about them, and I being a sort of proxy for others? Is it because? Neither of these two teams really have a genuine shot. Is that what's seeping into my brain when I don't mention them? How do you feel about those two? Uh, no, I don't think that's it. I, I actually agree with you because I actually I don't really think about them two teams that much at all either. Um, it's kind of like for me, it's like, all right, who, wait, who's on the team? I mean, I know who hits, but who's star? Who's the pitchers? Like, who's starting? Who am I betting on? Um, and it, it, like, I just feel like there's nothing that, that draws up to bet on that team where we have some sort of edge or advantage that's going to create consistent wins for us as gamblers. And, and I, I tend to stay off. I know they win, but it's not in a way that, that I feel like we can make money on. And so the inconsistency of the starters, we know the offenses are good, but we can't really bet on that. Uh, and then it's like today, man, like, yeah, Chris sell on the mound. All right. Chris has came back. He's four. Oh, it's been great. And the Mets, obviously we know their struggles, but I really want me to lay 170 on Boston. I, I like it's almost like even versus the Mets, I can't do it. Like the lines just don't make sense to me, so I tend to stay away from them for some reason. So I want to ask about today's slate momentarily, but l- let me ask about just the broader picture. Who is then? Is there a team right now in the general market either to win um, their division? I guess in the case of the NL East and the NL West, but more importantly in the in the pennant races. Uh, to win their leagues or to win the World Series itself, is there a bet out there currently? Is there a team where you're like, you know what, at this number, this team really has a legit shot, and I would make a wager on them. I, I was on record. I bet the Giants uh, over the last few weeks finally got the last sort of nine to ones in town um, because I didn't want to not be involved with them at this point. So here are the pe- here are the pennant futures. I don't know if you can see this on the screen, courtesy of BetMGM. But is there? Who's the team, Josh? Who would you bet on right now? Um. Wow. Actually, the Pennant Futures is actually surprising. I didn't think I'd see lines like that. Um. That's the thing. Like, cross out the Mariners. Cross out Oakland. They're so un- inconsistent. The Yankees are outside looking in, which obviously they could be. So I mean, that's maybe the most tempting thing. Um. The, I, I I don't know. I feel it's like I'm tough. It's tough because the real the real contenders have gotten so short. I mean, what about the Jays? Can I just talk about the Jays for a second? Jays right now are precarious. Right, the half game lead over the Yankees for the number two wild card position. They may not get into the playoffs. They may. Right. They're right. They're teetering. But if they got in and they've got that offense and they do set up pretty okay starting pitching actually, um, with maybe the Cy Young Award winner and Robbie Ray at the top, Hunchun Ryu in there as well. They got Manoa. I mean, is there? Could they be the sneaky team, or am I reaching? Yeah, Barrios too. Yeah, um, Barrios. If he if he becomes what he was supposed to when they picked him up. I, 
guess when you start saying it like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, what do we got? One at Tampa, three at Minnesota, four at Minnesota, and then we finish the year at home in Toronto versus the Yankees for the playoffs. Does it get any more exciting? Now, listen, um, I usually would say no. I've been saying no on Toronto all year, not because I don't like them. It's just because I just feel like they were too young. In the Brioche trade, I just thought, like, you guys aren't really in it. Why are you making this trade? And I was 100% wrong. Um if Ryu can fix whatever's going on with him, because this dude used to be one of the best in the game, and now he's just struggling every five days, and I don't understand why. Uh, if somehow, someway over the next week and a half, he can fix what's wrong, um, they go in and do their thing, win three and one in, in, in Minnesota, um, and then the Yankees come to Toronto. I don't like. I can't really explain what that does to the city of Toronto, the fan base, the the advertisements, the Nikons go up, and they kind of take over our stadium a little bit. Well, these Toronto fans kind of like, all right, I don't think so this time. And it's it's almost like this 60-40 just – it's going to be every deck sold out in Toronto, and these young kids are going to get a taste of what baseball is like for real. And then if they somehow pull that series out and they go to the postseason, they got that momentum going in, kind of like what the Cardinals got going right now. At that point, yeah, I think they're crazy dangerous. Um, Jay's 20 to one to win the whole thing. Courtesy of bed MGM, the Dodgers, yeah. the short shot, and they should be plus two seventy. the Astros who we rarely talk about. Cause they're just coasting into their division title. Plus four fifty. Rays. Same thing. Seven to one white Sox. Same thing. Plus seven fifty. The Rays are dangerous because Kevin cash will do anything to win a baseball game. He, he's willing to do things that everybody else won't do. Uh, and he outsmarts you. So like Tampa's always in the possibility of winning for sure. So like, you got to consider them at a good price. Um, I don't think the Yankees have what it takes, even if they get in. I just think that, like, no matter who they throw out there, they don't even know if they're going to They don't. I don't yeah. know, man. They just don't care to me. There's just too many inconsistencies around the game. That's why, like, you stick with the Dodgers, who've been very consistent, yeah. and you want San Francisco. But it's like, all right, what happens when all those players get to the postseason? Do they, do they trust what Buster Posey says, or do they bring out the inexperience of postseason play? The Dodgers coast to the postseason like, oh, it's just another game. A lot of these teams don't do that. It can't do that at this point. And again, the White Sox, listen, this is a bad look coming into the postseason. That's all I'm saying for the White Sox. And um, the Brewers, cross them out. It's, I mean, listen, counsel until he proves something. I can never bank on them. And um, what, the Braves really going to surprise us? Like, they may, but I, I don't know, man. Like, this, yeah. like it's the big dogs or nothing. Brewers 8-1, to one, by the way, the aforementioned Brewers to win it all at BetMGM. They better watch out or the Cardinals might be sneaking up on them in the rearview mirror for the division. We only have a minute left here, Josh, actually 30 seconds. Your favorite bet of the day in baseball or your favorite couple? Yeah, I was kind of looking at some stuff. Um, I, I, nothing's like overly standing out. There's some high-priced stuff on the board. There, there's obviously some plays like, I mean, I, I would favor the Royals, but I haven't looked too deep into it. I think they're plus money, so it's something I'm going to look a little deeper in. Um, I'm curious on the, the Twins-Cubs game. I haven't looked at it, but it's kind of standing out. It's something I want to look at Hendricks with. And then the, the, the Dodgers line was crazy on the roads. So there's nothing you can really mess with there. They're like Again, there's a couple things I want to look deeper into, but okay. there's nothing I'm... I love I love that you went to Royals Tribe and Twins Cubs. <laughs> the sexy matchups of the day in Major League Baseball. Josh, prices are Josh Towers, the host of Bet Center, former Major Leaguer, of course, and always uh, fun chatting with you. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Gilly. Thank you later. Josh Towers. Jeff and I take a look at the last undefeated team in the NFL market from DraftKings. We'll do that next. We'll suss it out. There's a bet there. And you won't believe who I think it is. Coming back, Beeson's a number. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on v Sports Betting Network. Get your payout before the game's out with BetMGM. Place a money line wager on any Thursday night football game, and if your team is up by 10 or more points at halftime, you win. That's the full payout for only half the game, no matter what happens the rest of the way. Simply go to your BetMGM account and opt in each week to the Thursday night halftime payout promotion. Want to keep things rolling? Try BetMGM's extensive live betting options in the third quarter, or use your winnings to place a one-game parlay on Sunday. New to BetMGM? Download the app and see how you can turn halftime into cash time. Make a money line bet on Thursday night, and if your team is up by 10 or more, you'll win at the half. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbook. Opt-in is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or, old, or older rather, to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada or Pennsylvania. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number 5 and 8 is here as well. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always very uh, timely with the tweets. Always appreciate the feedback from everybody. This is Mike B. Uh, says, NL West runners-up will be more fortunate, however, than the 1967 Baltimore Colts. They went into the final game 11-0-2, 
and lost to the L.A. Rams and missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker. For those of you who were around in 1967, you may remember the Colts losing that. No one here remembers it, but that's a good historical reference to it. So NL West runners-up just know they're not as bad as the, they won't have it as bad as the 67 Colts. Julio Vargas uh, at MX Square Better. I have a plus 1,600 ticket, so a 16-to-1 ticket on the Jaguars to be the last winless team. I hope the Jets don't screw it up. Julio, thank you for that. Um, we'll, we'll tackle last winless team maybe tomorrow on the show. But first of the last undefeated team in the National Football League, DraftKings has this market. Uh, they have it for both, but let's tackle the last undefeated team. Remember now, after two weeks, there are seven undefeateds, there are seven winless, and there are 18 one and one teams. So in the last undefeated team market, seven teams apply to this. Seven teams have a shot. The 49ers are the short shot of the remaining 2 and O's at plus 275. Now that, on a glance, might be surprising to folks. They're like, really, the 49ers? Well, that is largely because the Buccaneers and the Rams play each other this weekend. So one of them, I was about to say, has got to lose. By the way, if they tie, they're still eligible to be the last undefeated team. Keep that wording in mind. So ties will not count, obviously, as a loss, and they should still be eligible in this market. So currently the 49ers are the short shot at plus 275, but a a quick glance at the 49ers' schedule moving forward has them playing, of course, Green Bay this weekend, where they're a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. But then they're hosting Seattle, and then they travel to Arizona before a week six bye. That's not exactly fun. That schedule doesn't really lend to wanting to play plus 275, in my humble opinion. Buccaneers and Rams, again, who play each other, and right now the Buccaneers, this money is moving uh, on the Buck side. The Bucks, a small one-point favorite consensus right now. But the Buccaneers schedule at 3-1, to one, if you think they can get by the Rams, then they're at New England in the Tom Brady returns to face his former team game that mainstream media is going to lose their mind over all week. Then it's a home game against Miami at Philly, home Chicago at New Orleans. So if you think Tampa Bay is going to beat the Rams, and if you think there is no way in heck, thank you very much, that Tom Brady loses at the Patriots to his former coach and former teammates, then maybe the Bucks at 3-1 to one is the play. The Rams are 4-1. to one. You'd have to think, of course, that the Rams would beat the Bucks this weekend. And then the Rams will play. They'll host Arizona. They'll have to go to Seattle after that. Perhaps a little more of a tougher road to hoe than the Bucks. All right, Jeff, can I interest you in the Panthers at 6-1? to one? Because so far of those first three, I think the Buccaneers probably the best of the bunch. Well, let's go to the Panthers. Panthers are 6-1. to one. The 2-0 and o Panthers, who, of course, play tomorrow night, play the Texans. So you got to figure against Davis Mills, first-time starter, that the Panthers more than a touchdown favorite, ought to win that game. But then they're at Dallas, they host Philly, and they host Minnesota. Can I interest you in a 6-1 to on the Panthers, Jeff, based on that? No. <laughs> no, it was a week four. I love your very cursory responses today. What about uh, this poor guy on Twitter was like, hey, what about uh, my uh, my play on Michigan? Uh, what, did, what did he have, Michigan State? Did they have? You're like, no, I don't like it. All right, Broncos are 6-1. to The 2-0 and Denver Broncos to be the last undefeated team in the National Football League this year. 2-0 and Broncos. 2-0 and Broncos 
after they play the Jets, where they're double-digit favorites this week. Got to assume a win there. But then they get Baltimore at home at Pittsburgh, home Las Vegas at Cleveland, home Washington. Oh, brutal. Can I interest you in the Broncos at 6-1? to one? I think I answered that for you. I think, I think you know the answer there. Yeah. All right. Two more. Here's where it gets interesting. Right now, I'm still in the Buccaneers camp. Cardinals are 10 to 1. The Arizona Cardinals, 2 and 0. Um, and the Cardinals schedule moving forward, they get the Jaguars this week. They're a more than touchdown road favorite. Still don't understand that line. Don't know why it's, high, what's, why it's not higher. You got to assume a win there. But then it's at the Rams, host the Niners, and at Cleveland. Forget about them. <laughs> no chance. No chance. Well, chance, but I'm not betting. Limited chance. Limited chance. All right, so you know where I'm going with this, right? The Las Vegas Raiders are 10-1. to 1. The Raiders, who I spent a good portion of the offseason saying, I just don't get it. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. Well, Derek Carr said, watch this. Derek Carr throwing for the most yards in the NFL through two weeks. Leading the Raiders to a 2-0 record, that dramatic win over the Ravens on the opening Monday night of the season, and then getting by the Steelers this past weekend, aided perhaps by a T.J. Watt injury after the first quarter, but still, 2-0 is 2-0. They've banked the wins. So they're the last of the remaining 2-0s in this last remaining undefeated team. Now here's the story. Derek Carr, not a complete lock to play this weekend. You could conceivably have a Raiders-Dolphins game here in Las Vegas at Allegiant where it's Jacoby Brissett against Nathan Peterman because remember Marcus Mariota is on IR. Hawaiian pronunciation. So if that's the case, maybe not. Because in a Peterson, excuse me, a, a Brissett versus Peterman matchup, maybe Brissett is actually the better quarterback. Maybe. But let's say Derek Carr does play, and the Raiders, who are favorites, beat Miami. Then they're, ready for this, Jeff? They're at the Chargers, home Chicago, at Denver, home Philly, bye. Remember, the bye plays in here, too. You just get the week off for this market. It says last undefeated team. There's no stipulation for a bye. Are the Raiders at 10 to 1 the best bet on this board, given that schedule? Home Miami, at Chargers, home Chicago, at Denver, home Philadelphia, bye. By the way, at Giants after that. So, in theory, yes. It's the Bucks of the Raiders. In theory, yes. But are we really going <laughs> really to bet? A Gruden car team in this market? Like, that's what it comes down well, that's, to. Well, that's why I want to do this segment because I can't believe <laughs> I'm saying it out loud. Like, right? Here's the and the other thing is, too, like, if Derek Carr doesn't play this weekend. Of course. Like, then the bets, you're in trouble because. Then you're in trouble right off the bat. Nathan Peterman playing an NFL game, that's a problem. It, it's kind of, a, it, it's a shame Marcus Mariota got hurt on that run. Yeah, it is. Because if Carr was out and it was Mariota, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for Miami. Vegas has a better quarterback in that game. So, you know, with Mo, so on primetime action, we did this last night. In primetime action, we do a lot of, of DraftKings season-longs, season-long markets. And one of the things I always say is, and all of us say, and Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and I say together, is, you know, with, with these season-long markets where they tie up your money for a long time, and we don't have DraftKings in Nevada, so I can't make these bets myself. But for those who do have DraftKings in your jurisdiction, 
you know, most of these season long markets, they're like, ah, I don't know if it's worth a bet, you know, this team to do that, whatever the market is. Oh, most offensive passing yards, uh, you know, offensive rookie of the year is going to change every week. But generally speaking, most aren't sexy enough to like keep your money tied up. This is a this is a fun one, I think, because it's not a season long, probably, right? Unless two teams just went mano a mano undefeated, you know, into December. But typically, this will end by the end of October, early November at the latest, generally speaking. So it's not a season-long tie-up of money. And it's a fun bet to have going, both this and the winless market, which we'll look at another day. So I think it's, I think it's in one respect, it's, it's more fun than those season-longs. But for me, this is either the Buccaneers at 3-1 to one or, dare I, dare I say, the Raiders at 10-1. to one. If Tampa wins this week, I don't know when Tampa loses. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. But I think Tampa's going to lose this week. So, And if the Raiders win. And the Raiders win And this if the week, Raiders win Miami and they somehow get by the Chargers, they may be 8-0. How, how insane is that? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, for those who have DraftKings, uh, good for y'all. This is a great little market to play into. But it ain't the other five. That much I think I know. We'll come back. Uh, not only Michael Lombardi, but gambling, sports, betting, porn talk, with Jason Weingarten. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.